This feels weird. <laughs> it does feel weird. This is... I've never not done it in the same room before. Okay, that sounded dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. Have you given up on the coming up with different names for yourself? I always forget to do it. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll do it when it strikes me, but it's don't expect it to be a consistent thing. Oh, okay, fine. Because I keep forgetting. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, how many different names starting with a C and a J can you come up well, with? It doesn't have to be names, it can just be words like curious jumping. That's not a name, though. You can't say, hi, I'm Curious Jumping. Maybe I had awful parents. Oh, my Mr. God. Mr. and Mrs. Okay. Jumping. Terrible at naming their children. Yeah, but I know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> First time viewers don't. That's that. That's true. That's true. How are you? Kind of tired. That's what we usually do at the, the start of this show, isn't it? I suppose so. Yeah, kind of tired. Even though You're I same. wasted half of my Sunday. I've only been out of bed for nine hours. Ten, maybe. Seriously? Yeah. And even though I'm unemployed, I'm not ready for the weekend to be over. <laughs> I'm definitely not ready for the weekend to be over. Yeah. So what else is happening? Not a whole lot. I'm possibly going to work on Friday for the first time in forever. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Assuming I get my RSA on Wednesday, I'm meant to go do a shift. Why, why wouldn't you do it, though? I don't know. Like, no. I I failed so many things this year. I'm just like, well, why not oh my fail God. the fucking RSA stop. exam? Stop. Even though I've already had one before. So Yeah, no, stop. Just being silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course you're going to get it. We'll see. Well, I'll be here at the end of Wednesday with the big fat, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you've historically said the last few times, and then I failed anyway, so. <laughs> oh my god, stop it! How do you feel about Daddy Dan's announcement today? I feel like not much really changed. Yeah, I kind of feel like, um... I guess the regional... It really affect us too much. Yeah, like, regional Victoria being open to us now is like, okay, whatever. I didn't, yeah, we never I, go there anyway. Never went there cool. anyway, so, alright, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only thing I was hoping for is the, um, you know, being able to have more people to your house, but that hasn't happened. Yep. And I mean, now the gyms are going to start charging me again for something I'm not going to go to, so. Cancel it. Yay. Yeah, I think I'm going to call them tomorrow, but. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of shit that they can still charge you, even though you're not guaranteed to be able to go, because you have to book and numbers are limited. Yeah. What's the tone of your stories this week? Uh, i got an interesting one, a terrible one, and then just a... Stupid little one on the end. Okay. Mine are all ridiculous. Okay. I don't I have any... I kind of feel like there might be something wrong with me because I haven't done any depressing ones in, like, weeks. That's all right. I got you covered for one of them this week. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I usually do them and I haven't picked anything like that in weeks. I'm like, am I okay? What is going on? I think I might go first then because my second story is definitely going to bring it down. Like, it's awful. Okay. It's bad. I had issues writing it again. So then we've got a bit of a buffer on the end to change the mood of people. Well, my last story is a list. So. A list? Okay. A list. A list. I can tell you what it is. You'll you'll find out at the end. <laughs> I might not. Why not? I don't know. Maybe something happens. Oh my god. CJ. Aliens come in. Take me away. Fred Valentich, like, just, you know, um, Kool-Aid man's into our house yep. and takes us. Just me, though, not you. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't he want me? Am I not good enough for Fred Valentich? I don't know. And he's aliens? I'm not good enough? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll get into it. Gonna start? Yeah. Mystery of a woman diagnosed with Australia's first case of locally acquired tapeworm disease. What? Mystery of a woman diagnosed with Australia's first case of locally acquired tapeworm disease. Okay. 
a Melbourne woman Interesting. who has never travelled overseas has been infected with a parasitic disease spread by tapeworms found in pigs. Okay. The tapeworm in question is called Tania solium, and it's not commonly found in Australia. And in the past, anyone diagnosed with it in Australia and the disease it caused, which is called neurocystic-so-cystoso... Oh, fuck. Look, I believe you, whatever you say. <laughs> neurocystic sericosis, or NCC for short... <laughs> Okay. They've all either been recent immigrants or people who have recently travelled to countries where it is common. Uh, okay, and they bring it back here? Yes, yeah, so they get infected that, while they're overseas or so immigrating in and they bring it in. Sure, okay. So the woman had had a headache for six days and she was eventually diagnosed with NCC after they found a cyst in her brain. Oh my god, okay. Yeah. So she, Can it cause that? Yeah, well that's exactly what it is. Neurocystic. Right. It forms cysts. <laughs> she, like she got that from the tapeworm? Am I misunderstanding? Yeah, so it gets explained. Okay. So she had regularly been having headaches two or three times a month with occasional blurred vision since she was 18. She's now 25. So she's had this thing in it. She's had it for years. Yeah. And it's just been like living in her body for that long? Yep. That is terrifying. So they've now removed the cyst from her brain. And it was once doctors tested it, they realized that it wasn't actually human tissue. So what it is, is actually the larvae from the parasite form cysts or cyst like (gasps) things. And that's what that is. So scary. So there was like. No, I don't like that at all. There's a parasite living in her brain. And she had no idea. She just thought she had suffering headaches. Oh my God. That, that is terrifying. That, that that could be happening and you have no idea. Or because you ate some pork. <sighs> oh my God. Can I, I might not be able to ever eat pork again. <laughs> Look, it's still unknown really how like she got pork. it. Uh, it is common in countries where pigs eat human feces from humans who already have it and are carrying the tapeworm. And then when we eat those pigs, by extension, the eggs of the parasite, and that gets into us. The larvae hatch from those eggs, and they travel through your bloodstream and form into cysts, mostly in the muscles and the central nervous system. Is this the other version of the circle of life? Maybe. (laughs) So uh, NCC has actually been described as a hidden epidemic, and it's arguably one of the most common, or the most common, parasitic disease in the human nervous system. So it's really common, just not here in Australia, which is why it's a bit concerning. Right, okay. But she's the only known case who she's quite it locally. They're not too sure how. They figure she must have come into contact with someone who had it and somehow gotten it off them, but they're not like they're not too sure how. And obviously she's had it since she was 18. So, so how are you going to remember? How is it usually spread? Is it usually like ingested? Yeah, so pigs eat infected shit from humans and then we eat the pigs. Right, okay. So if she had come into contact with someone who had it, she would have had to have Eaten food. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I'm like, yeah. hang on a minute. What are you, how they, that doesn't make any sense. They like shat and not wash their hands properly. or That's why they don't know how she got it. They're like, best cases. That's like, most logically, you've come into contact with someone who's had it and had food prepared by them somehow, and that's how you've caught it. But they don't know. What's the likelihood on that? Who knows? And it happened to be tiny. seven years ago. So you have to remember yes, every single okay. person you've come into contact with seven years ago to figure out who gave it to you. So is she okay or is like... Seems like she's fine now. Yeah, they've removed it. So she's okay. Uh, Common symptoms include seizures, headaches, blindness, meningitis, and dementia. Meningitis. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now I'm worried because I've had headaches a lot recently. I think it's something else causing your headaches. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I'm fairly certain you don't have this very rare tapeworm. Well, no, it's not very rare at all. It's just rare in Australia. Okay. So... Stop panicking right now, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> you okay. probably don't have the tapeworm. I mean, I hear you say probably. Yeah. When was the last time you ate pork? Not that long ago. We had a roast pork not that long ago. Then why didn't I get it? Maybe you're lucky or immune. I don't think you could be immune to tapeworms. <laughs> I think that's getting Maybe there. like, 
But maybe you're not like the ideal host for some reason. You say my body's not good enough? Oh my God, here we go. This is like Fred Valentich rejecting me all over again. Say <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not good enough for this tapeworm? Oh my God. I'm still surprised <laughs> that like cosmetic tapeworms ain't a thing. What, people deliberately getting them to lose weight? Yeah, I'm still shocked that that's not a thing people do. Not that I have a whole lot of faith in the human race, but they're at least not doing that. I think I'd be okay with it. You worry me. <laughs> That's like, really only, me. that's like the only fad <laughs> diet thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll have a tapeworm. You'll have a tapeworm? Just for like a little while, yeah. Okay, so once you're done with the tapeworm in your stomach, how do you get rid of it? Um, same way got in there, I guess, through the mouth. We'll just pull it out. <laughs> okay, well, you can sign up for that. I definitely won't be. Okay. <laughs> Post-COVID, I'll come but- out of lockdown. And I'll be like, oh, shit, what happened to you? And I'm like, I got a tapeworm. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> fuck, fuck the, uh, what's that, that other surgery people get these days where they have their stomach removed? Just get a tapeworm. He's a friend for life. So, so no, no gastric sleeve? No gastric sleeve? Why have a sleeve when you have a worm? It's basically a sleeve, just in a different form. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Although it would be pooping inside the tapeworm me, out. which is kind of disturbing. <sighs> Look, people Gross, get tapeworms no. all the time and they remove them. I'm sure it's fine. Sure. I believe you. Cool. Was that the whole story? That's she got it. a tapeworm and now she's okay? Mystery tapeworm. But if, you, uh, if you've if you eaten pork and then you get those symptoms, maybe you've got a friend too. A friend. <laughs> <laughs> Look, other creatures live you inside you him. naturally you anyway. You can talk to him. You know, there's like a ton of different creatures living inside of our stomachs, right? When I say creatures, well, I, mean, I mean like bacteriums and stuff. But there's still other entities that aren't a part of us. There are mites living on your eyelashes right now. Yeah, those bastards. That's some prime real estate. So, yeah. They're good eyelashes. <laughs> I guess it's not surprising, but still kind of gross to think about. Hmm. I'm glad I can't see them. <laughs> The headline got me with this one, with my first story. I mean, it's not actually really that funny, but it kind of is at the same time. Mm. So in September of 2019, so just over a year ago, about 100 cryogenic cylinders exploded in a warehouse, sending their contents splattering throughout the facility in Gippsland, Victoria. Please tell me Walt Disney was in there. No. Damn it. I mean, I don't think he's being kept in Gippsland, but okay, good guess. You never know. Do you want to have a guess at what the contents of the cylinders were? Um, Dog semen. You're, you're pretty close. It, it was semen. Dog semen and Disney's head. <laughs> what a combination. Why were they being stored together? <laughs> fuck Disney. <laughs> it's not even Walt's no, fault. Was... I just dislike the company. <laughs> I mean, fuck Walt. No, it was, um, it was bull semen. Bull semen? Bull semen. Like what they put in Red Bull. Um, I didn't realize there was semen in Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, taurine, semen, same shit. It makes me feel good about not drinking it now, but... I just remember when, like, when we first ever had Red Bull, my mum was in the can, and she's like, "Isn't this the lining for bull's stomach?" And then she poured it all down the sink. Oh, and so that's why I always think like Red Bull's got like bull pee in it from that childhood event, even though I know that's not true. It's still a part of me. Has she never had tripe before? She probably has. I don't know. I mean, that's the lining of a cow stomach. We eat it. Mm, I don't know. I think she just didn't want me okay. drinking energy drinks, so she's just like, "No, it's, it's full of bull urine." I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I can I can get behind that. It's, it's just one of those um, things, like weird, like the little lies your parents tell you. They're like they're like this won't be a big problem, and then it sticks with you for ages. Yeah, yeah. Like even into my adult life, I was terrified of touching a light switch with a wet hand. Yeah, I mean that's probably not a good idea though. Yeah, but she's like because I knew about death from a young age because I had a grandmother who died when I was four, and so she's like, if you touch that with a wet hand, you'll die. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> what I'm saying is oh, teach your yeah, children okay. about death early to strike fear into them so that they don't misbehave. Yeah, so like anything that you don't want them to do to say you do it, you die. Yeah. <laughs> That's so morbid. And I've never had a broken bone, except for maybe that one time I was drunk and kicked a uh, manhole cover. Not intentionally, I just tripped on it. <laughs> um, I've definitely broken a bone and I also definitely had a healthy fear of death, not for any real reason, just because I was neurotic. I would say it's I not mean, healthy at all. Still am. Didn't stop you breaking a bone. <laughs> well, 
when I broke my wrist, it wasn't my fault. Someone fell on me. Mm. It was out of my control. So anyway, back to the bull semen. Yes. Um, so it was the headline that got me. So it was a big, the big article. cuck cum shot across the district. Yep. Um, that was not <laughs> it. <laughs> I'd be really worried if it was it. So the headline was huge blow for farmers in bull semen explosion. I'm sorry. What happened to the farmers? They got a huge blow. <laughs> huge blow for farmers in bull semen explosion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's some weird shit yep. out in the country, aren't there? <laughs> So each cylinder was actually worth a bit of money, um, and they could go for anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars. What? So that's ten thousand bucks that just blew up. Jesus. Which is unfortunate. The fire commander had a really good quote what for what happened for a as well. I jack off cows and sell their semen. Well, not cows, but bulls. But, but I mean, still some money in that. Anyway, it's a so different the fire kind of milking. <laughs> <laughs> you can milk both male and female cows just for different kinds stop of it. white liquids. Oh, stop and it. one sells at a higher price per liter than the other. I'm just going to move on because I don't want to think about this anymore. But yeah, the fire commander had a really great quote for what happened. Mm. Um, this is what he said. The liquid inside the cylinders was rapidly expanding and essentially the lids of the cryogenic cylinders were just popping off the top and projectiles were being thrown from the building. So they got hot, they popped off and liquid just went flying. Yeah, so that kind of shit is on porn. How's that for a mental image? <laughs> It's a pretty good one. <laughs> they, I said, I funny. mean, they probably would never have let me done my uh, headline, but I would definitely would have called it Bull Bukake across Gippsland. Yeah, I don't think Metro News would allow that one. Metro to go. News is cowards. <laughs> Maybe I should start my own newspaper. I mean, you could if you wanted to. There's nothing to stop you. Murdoch. <laughs> well, there is that. Imagine <laughs> Murdoch buying me out and he's like, no, I can't have you spreading these stories about bull semen and progressiveness. I'd probably let him, honestly. Oh, if he came up to me and he was like, I'm going to give you $20 million to fuck off, I'd be like, all right. I mean, $20 million for your newspaper that's probably not you know, really doing that much, let's be honest. $20 million? Yeah, of course. How, how did you retire? Well, I made an online newspaper, a bull semen, and uh, then Murdoch <laughs> bought me out for $20 million. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, on a more serious note, it took firefighters two hours to get the fire under control. Oh, burning semen. Yeah. I I I have to wonder what the smell was like. Um and Was that firefighting hard foam or something else? What? It's <laughs> on the side. Oh, I hope that's firefighting foam and not something else. Ugh, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> um and it actually happened just before artificial insemination season began. So this was pretty disastrous for farmers that were storing semen there. I guess that's not really something we think about, but there's probably tons of cow semen sitting in fridges around the world. I mean, yeah. I- there's a part of me, though, that's like, why aren't cows just be fucking? Because this way we can get the good semen. It's just part of what we've done forever with domestication, where we only want the really good ones breeding on. Yeah, I guess. I Yeah, just, just you know. It also helps for genetic... take care of itself. It also helps for, like, genetic diversification, though. Because how much yeah, easier is it to say, rather than having to import a cow to impregnate... Sorry, a bull to impregnate your cows with some different DNA, you can just get some semen in the mail and put that in there from like a different yeah. country or a different farm. It's a lot easier to transport like a vial of cow semen, I imagine, than it is to transport a whole goddamn animal. Yeah, for sure. Especially like Sorry. one that's as big as a fucking bull. Yeah, it, it makes sense. So, like, it, it does make sense. I was just being facetious. I get it. Mm. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the fire devastated the entire building and none of the samples stored... Sorry, none of the stam- None of the samples stored there were salvageable. Epson chat. So they lost all their semen. There's a lot of dead cow babies. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. This is pro-life people's worst nightmare. The reality of this story is that it's actually pretty sad, and um, especially for farmers who are probably not doing so well because our country is fucked and is constantly in either drought or 
fucking flooding and never anything in between. So I wonder if this means um, we're going to have a year coming up soon where there's a beef shortage. Oh, really? Well, you think about it. I thought it. cattle would have been a big um, like export for us. I'm sure we must eat it as well, right? Depends well, what the cows are being yeah. bred for, I suppose. But I wonder if this will have lasting repercussions where suddenly we're going to have a year where there's a shortage of like maybe milk or meat in this part of the country because of that mm. one time the semen factory exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. I'll admit I'm not really too fussed about the beef shortage. I don't really eat it anyway. I guess it would be sad to not get a steak. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it, it is quite a sad situation, um, especially for farmers who were probably expecting to make a pretty decent profit from it. But I couldn't really pass up the mental image of semen exploding everywhere. <laughs> if you'd like to see so semen to share exploding this with everywhere, you. check out www.pornhub.com. <laughs> um, not safe for work. Don't tell them I sent you. Yeah, no, definitely don't. <laughs> I can't believe that, that was I can't believe that's the story before the one I'm about to read. Holy fuck. Oh, this is bad. Why? This is bad. Oh, so that was too um that's too silly to um yeah. be in front of this story. Yeah, I just realized this is gonna be a bad tonal shift. Oh look, it is what it is. We'll move on. Uh this story is about button batteries. About what? Button batteries. Button batteries. Like watch okay. batteries. Okay. Have you ever really given much thought to them? No. Especially since I don't think I own a watch that takes those anymore. No, but you like or a key fob or something. You've probably got some sort of device that has them. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you know twenty children a week are submitted to hospitals in Australia after swallowing them? Why are they swallowing batteries? Because they're children. Yeah, I know, but why are they in a place that they can get well, them and swallow them? Is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to issue a warning here. This story is actually about the terrible death of a three-year-old girl who swallows one of these batteries. Okay. It's really bad. It was hard for me to write and. I kind of want you to be angry about these batteries like I am. Because I'd never really given much thought. Because I was like, oh, it's a fucking watch battery. What what, what could it possibly mm. do? Well, no, I imagine swallowing a battery wouldn't be good for you. Yeah, it, it's it's not great. So this is your warning if you want to skip ahead. I'm going to begin now. Um, and I don't go easy on the details. Okay, I'm prepared. So, parents of a girl who died from swallowing one of the button batteries are calling for urgent regulation on them. Their three-year-old girl swallowed a battery in July, which burnt through her esophagus and into her aorta causing her to die three weeks after swallowing. Holy fuck. Doctors initially believed that she actually had food poisoning because of her symptoms, where she was vomiting and complaining of a sore throat. This developed into... Oh, fuck. So, like, they didn't even know what was happening until it was too late? They, they had no idea she'd swallowed a battery. Right. Uh, this developed into chest pains, and then she started to refuse food, appearing in agony whenever she was ingesting solids. She was taken to a hospital, and a doctor guessed... I want to emphasize this. They guessed she had a virus. <sighs> I feel like as a doctor, you should never be guessing. Right. I mean, I guess you can make an educated guess as to what you think it might be. but Yeah. Uh, her parents had still. asked several times for an x-ray to be done of her, but that was never done. Nine days after she first showed symptoms, her mother went to check on her in the night because she could hear her coughing. Uh, and that's unfortunately when she found her daughter in a pool of her own blood and unconscious. Oh, no. She was rushed to the Gold Coast University Hospital by ambulance, where they finally did perform an x-ray. And that's when they realized she'd swallowed a battery. She underwent emergency surgery, but tragically passed away eight days later from her injuries. It had pretty much just burnt a hole through her body. So just from like that one tiny little battery? Yeah. So what happens is when you swallow those batteries, your the internal side of your body basically becomes a medium. So the battery uses your meat to be the medium to fuel the voltage. So it actually turns the battery on. Oh, shit, really? I yeah. didn't think that was where you were going to go. Yeah, so that's basically what happens is the meat in your body activates the battery because it completes the cycle or the circuit. Um, that's right. it in layman's terms, I suppose, is how I best understood it. There's actually a video in the article you can go watch where they put one in a sausage 
and leave it there for like half an hour and show you what it does and then put it in front of the hour and shows you what it does and yeah it just starts burning its way through the sausage i what i thought you were going to say is that like the bile in your stomach was going to break down like the outside of it and then all the acid what i assume is like acidic stuff on the inside was the thing that burnt through yeah no the battery itself just starts burning through you like a hot coin Holy fuck. yeah that's crazy it's fucked up. So Queensland Health has advised it is carrying out a review into her death because she went to like a ton of different doctors and shit and has extended its sincere condolences. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the parents think that that's enough. Mm. I mean, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. Like, and what a, like, a just an awful way to go. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't imagine. Like, she would have been in so much pain because she was telling them like she's only three years old, but she was saying like she was in pain and stuff. So Kids Safe Chief Executive Susan Turds deems the regulation of the batteries as critical. Quote, for 40 years, companies have been dumping these, what I call, landmines into our homes, and they've become problematic. Um, so the small shiny batteries are often used in tons of household items and children's toys these days, I think, as well. So TV or key remotes, scales, toys, as I mentioned. And then they start to burn internally, causing lifelong injuries or death. Zero to four-year-olds are the most likely to swallow them, but they may also put them up their nose or in their ear. And uh, obviously it's recommended if you do see someone you know, most likely a chance, swallow one of these batteries, you need to call triple zero immediately. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize, yeah, what they did inside your body. That was yeah, that was not my guess. Mm. I mean, I guess the other thing is, why are we even using them? Well, like, they're what, tiny. Why is it necessary? Because for the things that they're designed for. Can you imagine putting like a AAA battery into your fucking watch? Okay, but a scale? You tell me. Our, scale, big enough. our scale uses one. Yeah, I know. Both 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 um scales we have, like the kitchen scale and the bathroom scale, mm. both use one. Yeah. But now in my mind, I'm like, Why? I think they're... There's no reason. Those things aren't that small. Like, why are we using them? I'm sure that there's other options now as well. Like, I kind of feel like that kind of battery is so old school. Mm. You think more like a chargeable battery? Well, yeah. I mean, most things have, like, lithium batteries in them now, right? I guess. Well, this is a lithium battery. Those button set ones are lithium ion. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. I think, like, well, like you said, they've been around for 40 years, as I mentioned in the article, so it's a case of when they came yeah, out, seems... it's this new slim battery that takes up less size, so the products can be smaller, and you can put them in smaller things, and you can power them. Yeah, but we don't, that's not really a thing anymore. They're probably cheap. They probably are. I no, they are cheap. They, They're like two bucks. I don't know. It just seems pointless, honestly. Especially now with, like, more and more products, like, even, like, your bathroom scale, for example, you can get ones that are rechargeable. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know, I was I was recently looking at them, actually, because, I like, the one I have now is old, so I was thinking about replacing it. And most of them are now double A. Weird. So, weird again, that, I don't really understand. It seems like they're going back why. to me. Going. I guess. The other thing is that those batteries are harder to buy, so why wouldn't you just make it more convenient for your customer? Yeah. To do double A's, which you can get literally anywhere? You know where else you makes more sense to me. used a lot? Is in old cartridges for, like, Game Boy and... And Nintendo 64. Oh, right. They okay. all had batteries in them, a lot of them. Well, again. That's why if you really turn on your anymore. game of like Pokemon these days from like, say, generation two or onwards, it probably won't work the same anymore because the battery was used to keep the save file and keep track of time when you're not playing the game. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It just sort of seems like too old fashioned. Like, why are we even using them anymore? I don't know. They're cheap and they're But I'm now standard. mildly terrified I will accidentally swallow a battery. <laughs> Look, you probably don't have to worry as an <laughs> I don't adult. Know how I would do that. Um, but certainly, like, if you're a parent, you know, keep an eye out. They recommended, obviously, like, yeah, inspecting all your children's new toys and stuff, making sure they're kept away from them. Uh, if they are in products that your kids have access to, make sure that they're secured with, like, a screw so mm. a kid just can't pluck it off. Or maybe just don't buy things that require them. I'm sure you can find something else. <laughs> you may not get an Honestly, option. What if you buy a TV and your remote control's got a button cell battery in it? I have never had a remote control that had one of those, ever. That's what they said in the article. Okay. TV or key right. I've got one in my car key. 
and in my other car key that's disappeared. Well, I mean, that's a bit different though, because you can't like easily open those. No, they're a pain to get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel bad now because I've made this all about old fashioned products and what I think should be like made obsolete when really it should be about that poor little girl. Yeah. Um, and what happened to her. And, it, I mean, it kind of sounds like... Well, that's kind of what your point there, there about how you've made about the products and getting rid of an obsolete technology is sort of the point the parents are saying. They're like, this is fucked. Why do we still have these? Yeah. Um, and if you don't have them, then there's no risk of children accidentally swallowing yeah, them. I'm sure they'll find I someone else to like swallow just... instead. Oh, I don't know. Kids Safer are, things. Kids will do... <laughs> yeah. You're never going to stop yeah. kids swallowing things. But we might as well get rid of the horrible things like this. They're going to burn yeah, a I mean... hole through them so that they get found in a pool of their own blood because they've actually coughed it up or leaked or whatever. I mean, like, you hear about kids, like, swallowing coins and stuff and that sort of thing, and I don't think... Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, wouldn't that be harmful? I mean, a coin's probably not good for you, as carrying God knows what germs, but I think you'd just probably poop it out the other end eventually. Yeah, okay. Just don't do a 50-cent piece, kids. They're spiky. I mean, I don't think you'd even be able... A kid wouldn't be able to swallow a 50-cent piece. Are you kidding me? They're huge. probably choke on it. I wouldn't be able to swallow a 50-cent piece. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of feel like even though the parents are agreeing with my initial thought, I still think it's probably more about the fact that they went to multiple doctors yeah. and no one was able to help them. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, which just seems kind of ridiculous. Up. They're like, oh, it's food poisoning. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I can think of is that logically they would think, okay, it's more likely that the kid has um, food poisoning yeah, I, I rather guess than the, burning from the inside. Yeah, because usually I think of the case where like the parents know the battery's been swallowed. When they rushed these kids to hospital. Yeah, but this time they didn't. Yeah. But still, from the way you read it, it didn't sound like this was a quick process. No, it took like it took like three weeks. Yeah, so I'm like, if you're taking your kid back to the doctor and they're saying and saying like they still have food poisoning. Well, food poisoning really like only doing lasts something more like 24 hours. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I'm sure they took her back well within like the three weeks. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't sure really they mention took it, but they took times. her to like three different places. What they all said, food poisoning. I think it was like food poisoning the first one, then the second one was like the virus, and then the last one was when she was taken to hospital. Yeah, but like you can't just say, "Oh, they've got a virus." What virus? How do you treat it? Yeah, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, they may have said um, more, but that was all that was said mentioned in the article. So yeah, this sort of feels like um. But again, it's like they've been asking for an X-ray. The... Had they done it sooner? Yeah, could have found it. Yeah, oh, that's really. That's really sad. I, I think and it's probably a case re- of like doctors get so over parents panicking because you know parents like, especially new parents, the first time their kids get sick and they're like they go to the ER for like a common cold or something, and so doctors like oh, whatever, it's just a parent panicking. But there's got to be a point where you're like, okay, maybe not the first day, but day like two days later when they're still coming back, and you're like, oh, it might be a virus. Maybe you should pay yeah, attention. Um- <laughs> like, would it have been that hard to have X-rayed her? Clearly not. She got one when she was rushed to hospital in the ambulance. Anytime I've needed an X-ray in Australia, it's not been difficult to get one. Yeah, so exactly. I would assume that it's easy access. So, yeah, that's just a really, really sad all around. Like so many things went wrong to for that to happen. I will mention, and if you do go to the article, there are pictures of the little girl, obviously when she was happy and alive. Um, and like I said, there's that interesting video with the sausage. If you want to go see it, otherwise, I'm sure you can probably just. I don't think I Google do. up one on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think I want to see it. I don't think I want to know. Mm. I really regret the story I have to follow that up with. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned I've got something like this today beforehand. Because my next story is about penises again, and I just feel like it's really inappropriate to follow it up, but I, ha- don't, I don't have anything else, so this is what we've got. Or should I change my last story to the second story? I think let, let's go into the list now. I feel like that's probably going to be a bit better. 
Okay. Um, so I still don't, I, I, yeah, I, I don't feel great about the story following that. I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of insensitive to talk about something crazy after that, but I've, I've well, maybe changed my, my story. So it's not story. so bad. No, no, no. Okay. It's okay. Um, so my, my next story is a list of bizarre Australian laws that are technically still valid. Oh, like how you can't wear um, bright pink hot pants in Victoria on a Sunday or something. <laughs> Those kind of things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe not as insensitive as it could be. And it's just going to take your mind off the awful thing you just heard. How's that? Okay. The list is pretty long. So just prepare yourself. Okay. So the first one, this one is just a bit, a bit wild. It is an offense to fly a kite to the annoyance of any person or sing an obscene song or ballad in a public place in Victoria. Oh. So you can't fly a kite or sing if it annoys someone else in a public place. Interesting. I wonder how that law became in with like kite singing, kite flying and singing. Was someone <laughs> singing and flying a kite at the same time? Yeah, I'm like, was it happening at the same time? Who did they offend? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> they had to offend someone pretty high up to get was taken to court, right? Imagine yeah, suing exactly. someone over them flying a kite near you. Yeah, I just, like, how did that even happen? You know, know. It, must be. it must be a really old one and it was yeah, like it the local governor or something was like at the park and some kid was flying a kite having a grand old time and there's some grouchy old haggity bastard and they've just gone fuck <laughs> this child I'm writing a law now illegal <laughs> for you to sing and fly a kite how dare you <laughs> uh, yeah I'm going to say there has to be it so next one in South Australia there is a $250 maximum fine for unlawfully ringing doorbells how much? $250. Okay, I thought I mean, so it was $250,000. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, come on. That's too much. Uh, so you can get fined for ringing someone doorbell to annoy them? Did you ever play Ding Dong Dutch as a kid? No, I didn't, but I know what it is. I, I did so it once. You can definitely get fined for that in South Australia. Glad I was in New South Wales. Otherwise, I'd owe something like close to $2,000 to uh, South Australian <laughs> government. I just, who did that so much that someone went, fucking this, you're getting fined? <laughs> Yeah, because that screams to me that it's not a child that they were suing. Yeah. <laughs> Mormons? Door-to-door salesmen? Maybe. Someone like that, maybe? I mean, probably not, but... <laughs> <laughs> so the third one, you can be jailed for up to a year for cleaning up seabird or bat poo without a license in Western Australia. And I'm like, why are you being jailed for doing something nice? I know bat poo is valuable. That's guano. Oh, is it? Yeah. Maybe and there's why. also, like, <laughs> bird poo can, like... Um, What's one of those islands where Australia sends all its boat people to? I have no Nauru. idea, to be honest. Like Christmas Island? No, Nauru. Is that one? The detention centre on Nauru. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Hang on. Let me have a quick look here. Yeah, okay. So Nauru is this tiny fucking island, right? And I guess it's technically a country out in the middle of nowhere. And it was actually stupidly wealthy at one point because the island was covered in bird shit, which made some sort of substance that they were selling. Now the problem is right, that they okay. wipe the island clean of bird shit, so they have no real income except from, like, the Australian government giving them money to hold a detention centre on their island. Right, So okay. Nauru used Th- to be, that like, makes more sense stupidly wealthy, but then they wiped out all the bird poop on their island because it would, like, built up over hundreds of thousands of years. Okay, all right, okay. So maybe that's why they don't want people, like, harvesting bird shit to get money? They don't want people to be making money off... Uh... I- I, oh, like, I can't imagine you make much money off of it. It's not like... I, I feel like you need a substantial amount. Mm. What the fuck was that shit called? Nauru. Nauru's Road from Bird Droppings to Bust. There you go. Nice. That's, that's a headline well, no, that I exists. think one of the weirdest things about this is that... Okay, so you, you've got, you can be jailed for up to a year for cleaning um, shit, basically, without a license. But you can... And in the same sentence it says, and you can also be fined thousands of dollars for possessing more than 50 kilos of potatoes. Sorry, what? 50 what 
So you can be fined thousands of dollars for possessing more than 50 kilos of potatoes. I'm assuming this excludes stores that sell potatoes. Was that like during a food shortage? They never like, got rid it of it? It must be. Because why else would it be illegal to <laughs> own more than a certain amount of potatoes? <laughs> um, the fourth one is only illegal in Queensland, but I feel like it just should be everywhere, ever. Mm. It is illegal to post a fake job advertisement in Queensland. Huh. Why is that not illegal everywhere else? Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you posting a fake job ad anyway? What are you doing? Wasting people's time? Well, considering that you've been looking at job ads recently, you are probably pretty good at spotting the fakes by now. I've certainly seen some dodgy ones. Really yeah. dodgy stuff. <laughs> so, I, I don't know why ah, it's not illegal everywhere. The bird everywhere, formed but... phosphate and that's what they were selling. Ah, okay. Okay. So, we're only up to the fifth one. <laughs> it is an offence in both South Australia and Victoria to take a homing pigeon unless you have lawful authority to do so. In Western Australia, you can be in trouble for stealing a pigeon, but only if it is tame and either in a pigeon house or on the owner's land. So I'm assuming that means that you can still steal a homing pigeon if it's not. So does that mean in other states I can steal a homing pigeon? It does sound like it, yes. Okay. Which, why would I was, you? I was at work once at my last job, sitting in a park, eating my lunch, and I could hear all these fucking pigeons. I'm like, why are all these fucking pigeons? <laughs> and then a guy in the car park next to me gets out and just opens up the back of his ute and like 300 birds flew out of it. <laughs> Were they homing pigeons? I, uh, I assume they all went in the same direction. <laughs> don't know what he was doing with 300 pigeons in the back of his car. but um, I have to admit, I don't really know what the point of homing pigeons are now. Like, why do people keep them? Because I know it's still like a hobby for people. Mm. But why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I know there's been there's a no case where someone was like making a point about how bad the internet was somewhere and they found it was quicker to like transport a USB on a back of a pigeon than it was to download the file. <laughs> so. Okay, maybe that's why. <laughs> given we live in Australia with terrible internet, maybe we should be investing in homing pigeons. Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> Imagine uh, you, you okay. download it, you pay for a game like, for like JB Hi-Fi to download it and they fucking put a, <laughs> fucking put a pigeon to your door with it on a USB stick. They have a series of pigeons. Yeah. okay this one i love and i don't know why in victoria it is an offense to undertake any rain (laughs) any rain making activity unless you are authorized to do so are we doing like a rain dance or like that shit in china where they shoot like chemicals (laughs) into the sky to make it rain rain making refers to the artificial nucleating or seeding of clouds using a manned aircraft so i think rain dances are still okay okay Although how they would police your rain dances, I don't know. Aren't we in drought? Shouldn't we be doing well, we were in a drought? Shouldn't we do that shit more often? I mean, if it's possible, yeah, why aren't we doing it? I don't know. I know. I think in China they did it to clear away the smog. They sit, They make it rain. But like the way that like the first sentence read, I was like, so you can't do a rain dance. <laughs> you got there doing a rain dance. <laughs> how are you going to stop me? AFP turns up. Get down on the ground. Stop dancing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to make it rain. Victoria. Cease and desist. Now, yeah, I'm Victoria's like, got a ton of fucking weird laws. Yeah, I'm, as I'm like sort of um, glancing down the list, a lot of it is in Victoria. <laughs> so is the next one. Uh, and something that I think you should keep in mind, CJ. Mm-hmm. In Victoria is an offence to harness or attach your goat or dog to a vehicle and drive it in or through a public area. So when you get that goat... <laughs> I can't be pulled around by the goat in a wagon is what you're saying. Yeah. I can do it to a cat though. I mean, there's no law against that. I'm sure they're covered under, like, animal abuse laws. Oh, I'm Now, when they say drive, (laughs) do they mean, like, I get the dog or the goat to pull the vehicle, like a dog sled? Or are they saying, like, I'm attaching a goat to the back of a car and driving through it? Like, because that's fucked up. I was a bit confused when I read this as well. I'm like, does this mean that you can't, like, tie a dog in the train to you? 
Surely not. Because you're not... I think drive here is the term of like driving a dog sled. You can't get yourself pulled through it. Yeah, okay. Which means I can use cats is what they're saying. It's to harness or attach your goat or dog to a vehicle and drive it in or through a public area. Honestly, it's not really um specific. You could do it on private property though. Yeah, nothing stopping you there. I think it must be like having a goat drawn wagon. Cats, though, you can still do that through your local park. Get up like 40 cats. <laughs> I don't think it'll go well for you. No, I think that, um, yeah, you're just risking your life in that situation. Sounds but... like you can use a donkey, though, which is probably a better bet, or a mule. Yeah, or maybe a horse, even. That's too normal. I'm not into that. <laughs> right, another one in Victoria. And this one I agree with. Okay. In Victoria, making unreasonable noise with a vacuum cleaner after 10 p.m. or before 7 a.m. on weekdays and 9 a.m. on weekends is considered an offence. Huh. Police or the council can order you to stop making noise and failure to abide can result into a fine up to $18,000. Well, there you go. If you've got a neighbour who vacuums at weird times and you live in Victoria, what hours were they again? So after 10 p.m. or before 7 a.m. on weekdays. And on weekends? And on weekends uh, before 9 a.m. Did you know we could actually have silent vacuum cleaners? The technology exists. Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, because it's because people don't believe it's doing its yeah, job. Yeah, right? the, the people there's no feedback for them that the vacuum cleaner is actually doing its job. Yeah, that's just dumb. People are dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. But I, I also agree. Like, if I if I turn on a vacuum cleaner and did make a lot of noise, I'd be like, it's fucking not working. It's, it's shit. Yeah, but there's n- the only way you're going to change that is by bringing out the products that don't do but it. People don't buy them, then they go for a different vacuum cleaner because they feel like it makes. This is going back to like yeah, I guess. Really people are just stupid. Cleaning. But if you've ever noticed like vacuum cleaners who come through like the big ones in their backpack, like a backpack vacuum janitors have, they're yeah, yeah. usually quite quiet. And I think that's because they're using the technology in those. Mm, okay. Well, it's, I guess it's kind of like another one of those things. Like, you know how butter is actually gray, but we make it yellow because it looks more appealing. Huh. It does make sense. One of those why things. Would be, it's why dumb. would it be yellow? Yeah. It should be like milk colored, if anything. Yeah. So it's kind of like a grayish color, naturally. Mm. But we make it yellow because it's more appealing. People are stupid. Anyway. That's like why they bleach their eggs and shit in America. Yeah, that confuses me. So in Victoria, they're all in Victoria, corresponding or doing business with pirates is illegal and can result in 10 years imprisonment because, you know, all those pirates floating around Victoria. I have to give up my pen pal now. <laughs> That's just a weird one. Who who was doing so much um, Correspondence of pirates. pirates that it became an issue? What if, like... It's someone who's pirated a DVD. Do they count as a pirate? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't specify what kind of pirate. Do people even do that anymore? Oh, I'm sure. Who does that do. anymore? I haven't handled a physical movie in such a long mm. time. I have no idea what the thing is. It is an offence to offer rewards for stolen property without asking questions in Tasmania and South Australia. So that means like if you like lose a pet or a wallet or something, you can't offer a reward for the return of it. Only if you don't ask questions. It's a weird, weirdly worded one. It never said the questions have to be about why they stole the animal. They could, they could just say, reward for anyone who returns my animal and asks and answers me this. Does the fridge light turn out when I close the door? Boom. <laughs> now you can reward for your pets in whatever state it was. I have a feeling that's not going to fly. But also, how would they ever police this? Right? It just seems like a really, really weird one. Hang on, wait. Sorry, I didn't read the second sentence. How did that even become a law? Any- yeah, I don't know. Do not permit anyone to give such rewards without the option for questioning, since that leaves no room for capturing any criminals in the process. Mm. Again, I don't know how they police that. If someone like hands you your wallet that you've lost and you give them ten bucks, who the fuck's going to know? I have to. I have to think that that became a law for something much bigger than like a lost pet or a wallet or something. Yeah. 
Okay, this one is an interesting one. So any um, uh, fellow Australians that are listening to this that had hopes of becoming Spider-Man or Batman or something, it's actually illegal in most parts of Australia to wear a disguise without relevant cause. So if you're just walking around in in a disguise and it's not like fucking Halloween or something and you have no real good excuse for why you're wearing it, you can get in trouble what for about it. all those kids who go to like the supermarkets and shit with their parents or the playground dressed up as spider-man should i be suing them i have a feeling the police are interested i'm in going to sue old. the children yeah i don't think that's how this works either <laughs> these children are criminals and need to be brought to justice <laughs> i think that this is probably so that people can't go in and rob a bank dressed as someone else yeah or become a I think vigilante or that yeah because don't they have um, those in america i think that's probably more dress up as superheroes in Sorry? America, I fairly certain they have them. They're like vigilantes who dress up like superheroes, like it's super bad. Not super bad. What's well, the kick ass? If they did that in Australia, they could get arrested. I think vigilantism is illegal anyway, so. I mean, I have no idea, but it sounds like it's probably not a good mm. idea. I like this one because it's very old timey. Bars are required by law to stable water and feed the horses of patrons. Hmm. I feel like nowhere has those facilities, but if you rock up with a horse, technically they have to do something. So if you're going to make a quick buck, get a horse. <laughs> Go to your local pub, and when they can't do it, sue them. <laughs> I'm sure. I, mean, I feel like, I, I feel like that would get the mean, law kicked but, out. Oh, absolutely. I feel like you'd take that to court, and they'd be like, this is fucking dumb. Mind you, yeah, we I... do still have in Melbourne, the old horse, horse troughs are still around, and they're still filled. In Melbourne CBD, like there are thing. like horse troughs that are still used, and there's still four horses today. Yeah, but who's riding their horse through the CBD? Police mainly, I think. I was about to say, I can't think of anyone else but police. Mm. I mean, why do we even still have police on horses? Not too sure, but... It's um, an intimidation thing for crowd tactics. It also gives you a better view over the crowd because you're raised above them. I get that part, but I also feel like you're really leaving the horse open to being abused. More like the horse is going to hurt someone else, but... I don't know. Like, if it's if it's a tactic to break up, like, a protest or something, there's more than enough people that, to take down a horse. I mean, I think I, the only reason why I'm thinking about that is because you do you remember the protests not the last ones but the ones before in melbourne that guy hit a horse with a fucking flagpole mm. so i think that's why that's fresh in my memory yeah but that's how the reason because it gives you the height as well obviously it's not mm. a bike it's not a mechanical failure so it's an imposing okay. thing in south australia it is against the law to disrupt a wedding and funerals so no um no no uh if anyone mentions any reason why these two should not be wed, you can't do that in South Australia. I mean, by the sounds of the wording of this, no. And any person who intentionally obstructs or disturbs a wedding ceremony or funeral is guilty of an offence and could face a maximum penalty of $10,000 or two years imprisonment. Fuck. Who, who did this to make this a law? Some, who did it so badly that like it had to be a really findable offence? Some higher-ups <laughs> fucking wedding got disturbed and they're like pissed off. Yeah. This one's interesting because it makes no fucking sense. If you get electrocuted to death, then you'll have to pay fines to the government. Because according to the law, it is illegal to touch electric wires that could lead to your death. But you're dead. So how? I can take how, it from my fried dead hands. This is definitely an old timey one left over for when like every <laughs> fucking device in your house was powered through the light switch, the light socket. You know, that's what they used to do in Victorian England, at least. They'd have like your lighting and there'd just be a cable that comes down from it. And all your other devices plug into that cable. It's just like a live wire. It wasn't insulated or anything. Got to be a day left over for one of those. It doesn't make any sense because does that mean that if you illegally touch electric wires, but they don't lead to your death? I can't see it's you. It's not findable? Yeah, I can't. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Another one in Victoria, which is just weird. It is against the law to pretend to tell people's fortune. 
Or use witchcraft or crafty science for that matter. None of that crafty science. Oh, wait, sorry. To discover where stolen goods might be found. So if someone steals something from you, you cannot go to a psychic to ask them where they you are. You can. They just can't lie about it. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you prove <laughs> How do you prove if someone's a genuine psychic or not? Maybe there's like a racket back in the day of someone like selling, stealing stuff and then like being a psychic and be like, oh, yeah, I know where it is. But I guess they're not lying about where it was. It's a weird one. So you would have to go to the psychic... Ask them where the stolen goods are. If they tell you the truth and you find them there, not findable. But if they tell you and they're not there, you can dob them in. It's so specific. So you can only not tell people's fortune in regards to stolen goods. But anything else, anything else is Is it fine. really telling the fortune if it's a stolen good thing? You're not really reading their future. No, you're just sort of telling them what is. It's not the future. It's what is. I don't know. It's very weird. It's so very specific. It is an offence to sell a refrigerator with the capacity of 42 and a half litres or more unless all of the doors can easily be opened from the inside or brought into the state before 1962 in South Australia. Now, I know the answer for that one. It's because kids get locked inside yep. them because they're dumbasses. Yeah, so those people <laughs> get locked in a fridge and dying, yep. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not only in South Australia. I'm fairly certain that even in other states, if you, like, say, have a fridge that you want to get rid of and you're putting it out for, like, your council pickup, you have to take the, door to off. Take the doors yeah, off. you do. Yeah. Actually, now that I look at the wording, this is actually is weird. You can't sell the refrigerator. And give it away. True. <laughs> that just sounds like a, um, that's just a sensible regulation on the product, I'm sure. It's, yeah. I'm sure like, most it was just a weird one to include. Manufacturers probably build them to like an industry standard now these days where they're possible to open from the inside. Yeah. Like that yeah, have to absolutely. What well, you would hope so. At least in this happened, country, because at least yeah. Australia is really good in that regards where like the companies are really held accountable. Like, mm, consumer law yeah. in Australia is really fucking good. It really actually protects the consumer. Whereas in, like, other countries, I feel like consumer law protects the company more than the individual. I mean, I can't really speak to that because I don't really know what it's like in other countries. But, uh, yeah, in Australia, it's I've really, never had to deal really, with really it, good. So. You can pretty much, like, the law will always side with the with you over the company. Well, the customer is always right. That's bullshit, they're not, but... <laughs> That's really not true. <laughs> so this one I actually did know, and I'm fairly certain that I remember when it came in. In New South Wales, it's illegal for bus drivers to splash mud on bus passengers. <laughs> so if you're waiting for the bus and it rolls up and splashes you with mud, that's very illegal. It's not the bus driver's fault if there's fucking mud there. I think what it is is that, if I remember correctly, because I'm pretty sure I remember when this came in, because there was a bit of an outrage about, like, this is stupid, why is this a law? So what I think what's meant to happen is that the driver is meant to, you know, make every... Um, effort to not splash the passenger yeah so like approach slowly so they're meant to like slow down yeah. or that kind of thing but if they don't the penalty is a fine of twenty two hundred dollars could they fucking splash mud That's on a lot of money jesus christ so obviously someone complained about getting splashed by their bus <laughs> um that's it that was the last one i just thought they were fun to read when i read it earlier dumb shit left over wasn't there <laughs> and some new dumb shit yeah well that bus news is new so <laughs> okay well my last story is really quick it's about aeroplanes. Well, we have been recording yeah, for over an hour, get, so let's get through it. Travelers may need to prepare for changes to in-flight offerings by airlines, experts say. So you picture this. You've paid for your business class seat or you're on Virgin Australia. You're mid-flight. I mean, I can't imagine this already <laughs> because I could never afford a business class seat, but go but ahead. Just pretend. You're mid-flight. You're hungry. It's mealtime. Cart's coming down the aisle. What, what do you think you're getting on the business class? I've, I've flown business class. I know what the food's like. I have, I've never flown business class, so I have no idea. Like is it fancy? and shit and like proper steaks and like I've only flown business class in like China. Yeah, I, yeah, really good food. Fuck, fuck, why am I so yeah. poor? <laughs> right, it sucks. Um, <laughs> well, what if they handed you a, a fucking two minute noodle cup and a can of Coke? I personally, as a poor person, that'd be fine. 
I'd be okay with that. That sounds like a good meal. But had you, if you'd paid for the business, <laughs> like I think even an economy, I'd be upset. With I mean, two minute yeah, noodles. okay. If I paid a lot of money, I'd be angry. I'd rather not have anything. How are you meant to make the two-minute noodles? I'm assuming they're providing you with some hot water. Well, that's what uh, Virgin Australia has been doing. They've been giving people two-minute noodle cups. I mean, one who's flying at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's still people, but okay. <laughs> So, struggling airlines looking to cut costs or simply unable to provide proper food are serving two-minute noodles to customers on their flights. Uh, airline catering companies have had to lay off, because obviously someone's got to make the food on the flight, right? It's not, Qantas isn't yeah. fucking cooking that food for you. It's all cooked and prepared at like a facility near the airport, and then they chuck yeah, yeah. it in. And then they're just reheating it and stuff, yeah. yeah. That's, how, that's how it's done. It makes sense. Um, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, airline catering companies had to lay off thousands of staff during the coronavirus lockdown. Because they weren't covered by JobKeeper. Okay. Why not? Doesn't explain it. For whatever reason, they were like, nope, you're not eligible for JobKeeper, even though you've just been fucking fired. Okay. I mean, hopefully a lot of them were technically chefs in food service, so they should be able to find work soon, but it's weird. Still, I mean... So what it actually means now, though, is that these companies still don't have any fucking staff now. So the airlines can't actually get food. Okay, so it's not just the airlines being dodgy and saving a few bucks. It really is that they just can't get it. To some degree, yeah. So while the food airlines serve, it's not exactly expensive. Once you add in the cost of like the employees to make it, it does average up. Well, cost up, sorry. Mm, So probably on average, it costs an airline in Australia about $10 to $11 to feed a person in economy. Which isn't too bad, I suppose. But they mentioned like if if you're flying... having had that food. If you're flying on like a 80... (laughs) $100 $100 ticket, that's almost like a tenth of the cost of their profits mm. taken on food. Yeah. So I can see why yeah. the airlines would be like, Ugh. But I mean, like, who's who's having food on a domestic flight in Australia? Especially if you're only doing, like, Melbourne, Sydney or Sydney, Brisbane. They're only hour-long flights. Like, the only one that's justified is if you're going from the East Coast to the West Coast because it's like a five-hour yeah. flight. Or maybe, like, Melbourne, Brisbane's two, three hours. I think you can probably go without a meal for yeah, two, three hours. Like, eat before you get on the plane. It's better food anyway. <laughs> yeah, that makes way more sense. I mean, the food that you're going to find in the airport is going to be way better than the food on the plane. Why would you do well, that to Well, one thing they're considering bringing in, which they're doing in America, is the dinner box system. So, think like you go and buy this dinner box before you get on the flight. Kind of like, like a KFC Zinger box kind of thing, I guess. Well, like, it's a box of food. Okay. And you take that on the plane with you. So, w- where are you getting the Inside food Inside the airport somewhere. It's basically like going to the food court right, in the airport okay. and taking the Maccas on with you. But it's a proper, like, system set up by the airline. Yeah, okay. That actually sounds like... It also sounds better Way better because... <laughs> it, it actually does because I'm assuming you then get a choice of yeah. food. Um, so, you're probably going to get... You, or you're more likely to get what you or actually food want. kind of thing. Or better yeah. food. You I, I certainly... Way better. And then I guess... I was going to say, I guess if, if it, then it is like a, you know, Melbourne to Brisbane flight that is like three hours or whatever, and you don't want to eat on the plane... Would that then make your ticket cheaper? Well, yeah, because I, I guess. I mean, I haven't, I haven't flown an airline where I get served up a meal in a while. I Same. tend to, yeah, I do. I'll go with a flight where I don't get the meal to save money kind of thing. But um, yeah, I would definitely Other do things you can look forward to seeing might be things such as premium priced rows and seats. So things like the aisles will be costing more and the middle seats will cost less. Although what I think will happen is the middle seat will cost the same. The other seats will cost more to yeah, make okay. up some of that money. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Especially on yeah. long haul. I actually like... When I was traveling in Japan and you go to get on the train, when you're at the station, there's a ton of places selling like little bento boxes and like little foods and stuff all designed to be taken on the train. Because like the Shinkansen, mm. they do have like a food cart that comes by, but it's quite limited. But you're fully allowed to take on like, I think when we did Tokyo to Osaka, I grabbed like two beers and some fried chicken from a 7-Eleven and like something and like a sandwich. And I took that on the train with me and it was fine. It was great. Well, I mean, technically you are allowed to bring food on the plane, right? You're not meant to eat it though. Like, you can't bring on, like, a whole meal. No, but if, like, you want to, like, pick up some stuff. You can't bring, like, a like Macca's. You can't, like, get takeaway sealed. food and bring it on the plane. 
Yeah. This is basically what you can do on the train, though, which is nice. I don't know. I feel like I've done that before. Breaking the law. Uh, Also, no, uh, this didn't happen in Australia, (laughs) but I thought it was funny, is Singapore Airlines, um, they've got a bunch of planes grounded at Changi Airport in Singapore, and they've actually been selling seats on its grounded planes where you go on board the airplane, you stay on the ground, and then they serve you food and drinks while you watch movies on the plane, like you're on a real flight, as a way to make money. <laughs> they just turned the plane like, into novelty. like a restaurant kind of thing. And I was like, that's weird, but party was also like, ah. And it's not like the economy seats, they're giving you the good shit, so you get like your private pod kind of thing. Yeah. So part of me is thinking... Yeah, okay, I probably would have done that if it was a novelty if I had the money for it. Especially if you've never gone. I can't imagine it costs as much as an actual flight because they're just charging you for the meals on the suit. Yeah, I mean, I would probably do it for the novelty because you're probably never going to be able to do it again. I have flown in one of those like little pods that reclines into a bed and stuff on Thai Airways once, but it was only on a two-hour fucking flight from Hong Kong to Bangkok. Oh, not worth it. (sighs) So I was very upset. I was like, damn it, why is this the flight I get? Why why couldn't I get... Like the longest flight I had was um, Singapore to Sydney. And I still got I, I still got given a good seat, but it was on Scoot. So that's like getting the business class on um, Jetstar kind of yeah. thing. Like it was a better seat. I was comfortable, but it wasn't private pod kind of thing. So Yeah, I do find that on long hauls I can never sleep because you're always in that upright position. Yeah. And I'm one of those dickheads that will never put their seat back because I feel like yeah, it's inconveniencing the person well. behind me. So I never do that. So because I'm in that really upright position, I can never sleep on a long haul. Yeah. Just can't do it. <laughs> I can if I'm super tired, but yeah, it's hard for me. I guess not any substantial sleep. Maybe nodding off here and there. Yeah, I, I think when like I went to Japan last good. time, because I took really dodgy flights to get there relatively cheaply, and then I realized it would have been cheaper to fly to the Gold Coast and get direct from the Gold Coast, but too late. So I went like Sydney, Singapore, Bangkok, Tokyo, Narita. So it was like a seven-hour flight that I was awake for, and I played Switch. And then I had a one-hour flight to Bangkok from... Singapore, and that's a five-hour flight from Bangkok to Tokyo, and that was the one I slept on because that was like the midnight to five a.m. leg. But I was pretty right, okay. by the end of the first day we had in um Tokyo. Yeah, I've always thought that um the lack of sleep because I get jet lag really, really fucking bad to the point where I get like vertigo really, really badly and nosebleeds and stuff. And I have a feeling that most of that is from the lack of sleep. I've only um did long hauls to the U.S. Kind of glad I did that now because I won't be doing it again for a fucking long time. By the time you get to your destination, you've been awake for like 30, 35 hours. Yeah. So, or like had no substantial sleep in that time. It is hard because so I've always felt like. I, I want to arrive. I, I don't there. want to arrive and on the first day do nothing. That's why I like to try and get there early in the morning. Yeah. But then it means like you take either you're getting up early or you're not sleeping the night prior and you're getting like, and then it's, yeah. Yeah, I've always tried to get my flights at like mid-afternoon. So basically when I get there, I'd just be eating and sleeping and then setting an alarm to get up. So it's kind of setting my body clock. But then you wasting it. It feels like day. I'm wasting a day it. my holiday then. Yeah. Not, yeah. not down for that. I'd rather get there first thing in the morning and be like, all right, and just struggle through that first day. I, f- I feel like it's easier to get up when you're on holiday in the mornings because it's like, I got something fun to do. Yeah, because you have yeah, stuff like, to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like Christmas. But. <laughs> I think the first time I went to the States scarred me from that because the first we, – we got there sort of um, like midday and I was – You went to Vegas though, which doesn't <laughs> seem like it matters what time you arrive. It's always open. <laughs> That's true. If you arrive in the day, there's nothing to do anyway, so there's no real point. Um, but I was keen as a bean and I'm like, no, 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 I can stay. I can still stay awake. We can go out. We can do shit. And then it got to dinner and we were having dinner in one of the more expensive like buffet things that they have. And we were sitting there with our nice white tablecloth and my nose just exploded with blood everywhere. Nice. And um, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, not doing that again. <laughs> We've really gone off track here. So my last story is about a penis. Nice. I found sure love yet stories. another penis. Another penis that can be viewed from space in Oh, Australia. shit. Oh, my God. I haven't checked 
if Google's responded to my uh, <laughs> petition. Carry on. I'm going to look if the uh, Blue Mountains penis is there. <laughs> so this is this is yet another one. And I think the reason that this fascinates me so much is because why do Australians like drawing huge dicks? It's funny. I mean, it is funny, but why are we the only I'm ones sure that do it? sure other countries, just don't hear about it. No one wants to promote, yep, there's a huge penis. Okay, well, I'm going to answer that Except question. Except for New Guinea, you, where but... it's like, well, not in New Guinea, but like a big part of traditional dress in New Guinea was like these giant penis gourd things you stick on. Like, just imagine a giant wooden condom. That's basically what they wore. <laughs> okay, that sounds really uncomfortable. Okay, the penis is still visible, but they haven't added my marker to it. Fuck you, Google. And really? I can't get that. I, I never. I gave up on trying to upload the video. But okay. if you want to, f- but you I did, did find, find it. it. If you would like to find the penis on Google Earth. What you want to do in the Blue, in Mountains. The Blue Mountains? You want to look up the you want to look up Queens Road in Lawson, New South Wales. Follow that road north, and it turns on like a dirt track and goes into the mountains. And you just keep going north, and eventually it sort of like forms an upside down nose shape. And in that nose, you will find the penis. <laughs> it's the Lawson Ridge Trail. Look for the upside down nose. There you'll find the penis. I'm honestly going to be impressed if anyone follows these instructions. It is exactly. If you if you want to find the penis, you need to look 2.83 kilometers north of the Corowal School in Lawson. K O R O W A L <laughs> School in Lawson. It is 2.8 k south of the penis. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, another giant penis um, was discovered on a satellite map in 2018, <laughs> and it was drawn in a dry lake bed in Victoria. What's the lake bed called? It didn't have a name, Bastards. but I'm going to get to it. Um, it. It's probably not there anymore, no! uh, considering we had considerable rainfall just under a year ago. If I send you a picture of it, you're going to be okay. impressed, because this thing is fucking huge. Hold on one sec. That's a big dick. It's a big fucking dick. <laughs> I think I recognize that lake, actually. Where was that illegal sex party that was I mentioned a few weeks back? It was near Geelong. <laughs> this is in regional Victoria, so... <laughs> regional Victoria? So... It- because you can't see the image right now, I mean, I obviously will link it, but because you can't see the image right now, it really is, again, what you would expect from someone drawing a dick and balls. It has no details. It's really simple, but it's massive. It's big. It's, it's a big one. It was called the Aussie Wiener. <laughs> God, there's so many fucking lakes in Victoria. I'm never going to find this one. Yeah. <laughs> so even though this made it big on the internet ha! in 2018, it oh, what? made it big on the internet. What? Uh, what? That was unintentional. Uh, <laughs> previously, it was known to locals for quite some time and was even tagged on some maps as the Batuta Lake. Batuta Lake. Like after like the... Batuta Advocate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm still not sure why, but Australians just really like drawing dicks big enough to be seen from space. Why not? What else are we going to do with this fucking um, dead, useless land in the middle of the country? <laughs> We've talked about one before. There's this example, and there's also the Mari mm. Man. Um, which I actually might cover that next week because it's a fucking wild mystery and there are so many like crazy theories about There's it. There's a general accepted um, person so I might who did do it. it though these days. But there it's is, not confirmed. but he- he's not alive anymore, so he can never confirm it. No. So, but there are some other wild theories about it. Uh, <laughs> but that, that one is not just a penis, it's an entire yes. man, but he does have his junk out. So I've kind of been avoiding doing that one because it does sort of cross over into some indigenous stuff that i'm not sure i'm qualified to talk about but i think i will because the the theories are just crazy just do it i think it's fine hopefully hopefully i do a good enough job on it australians australians kind of are there's like are the only ones that really do it 
there's no real other ones that are like there's this giant penis and we can see it from space that's being reported on like that's not a thing the only other one that i could find is um this serna abbas giant in england but it's an actual legitimate historical piece of art that was first documented in 1694 Marcus Hill, victoria that's um, where the giant penis is you're talking about <laughs> so i think it really is australians that just find drawing big dicks funny okay i found yeah i found the like the penis is gone god damn it yeah i thought it would be because we've had a lot yeah. of rain since then. um yeah it was someone in my school for like a muck up day or something got like bleach or something and they burnt a giant penis into our oval <laughs> this is what i mean like do australians just have this you know really juvenile immature sense of humor that we're like <laughs> big dick <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's not incorrect. That's a huge dick. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've got. So you got giant, um, giant big dicks ahoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hope that that's the last one I find because otherwise, I think Australians have a problem. Just can't help finding all these giant penises. <laughs> all right, it's kicking over. Just eleven p.m. here. I think we better start wrapping this up. It's a Sunday night. I got work in the morning. Oh, probably should. There's still stuff I want to watch on the internet before I go to bed tonight. Uh, My alarm's being set okay. early. Well, if you like similar stories you like us to cover in the podcast, give us a feedback or anything at all, really. You can contact us by email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Or through Twitter at fuckmedeadpod. We can also keep up to date on when episodes are released, links to our sources, and any pictures or videos we mention in the episode. All this information and more will be in the episode notes, or you can find it on our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com, which has a list of ways you can listen to us, where you can also listen to the webisodes directly from the website, Subscribe if you have the time and leave us a review. Oh, that was a new Slightly outro, wasn't different it? to the old one, yes. Still trying to tweak it. I was like, oh shit, I meant to write a new outro as we sat down to record this. So I slapped that together. <laughs> I'm sure we could actually make it way more concise. Probably. Like it's too wordy. Do you know mm, what I mean? We is. can probably just like shorten it down. We can work on it. That's and it. What does that mean? That's it, basically. Oh, that's okay. all. M, that's all. That's pretty much all I'm saying. Okay. All get the finish now, <laughs> which is like all together finished. There's a part of me that's like we usually crap on here, but I'm like, we've crapped on so much in this episode that I don't think there's any need to. I keep teaching some more talk pissing though. Um, so when you go on leave, obviously it would call, be called leave, but when someone would leave the country uh, to go back to living wherever they came from, it, they'd be called gone finish or pinish because F is pronounced P in New Guinea for some reason. Not too sure why, just what happens. Okay. But if you die, you die pinish. You don't just I mean, die, you die pinish. Like dead finish, it, you die. Yeah. That's proper death. Because I think you could use death for like fainting. Oh, really? So he died. He fainted. Okay. Uh, but die pinish is dead proper. <laughs> not coming no, back. You're gone. Dead pinish. Die, die pinish. I'm going to die pinish now. Well, um, we will be back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, thank you for listening this week, and we'll be back at the same time next week. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>